Hey guys, this is Jackie jumping in with a little uh, pre-episode note. Just wanted to say that uh, we recorded this episode about a month ago, and at that time, Amanda Bynes was not currently in the news, but she has been recently because unfortunately she had um, an episode and I think she's okay now, but she, you know, had some stuff going on and um, unfortunately needed to, you know, seek some mental health treatment. Um, But I just wanted to say that this is an extremely pro Amanda Bynes episode. We love her so much. We hope that she feels better. Um, And yeah, so just kind of strange timing that we're coming out with this episode now, but we love her so much. Uh, I think Rachel said we are a Fanda Bynes club, like a fan club for Amanda Bynes, maybe. Um, I don't know. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We had a great time talking about Twelfth Night, or sorry, we had a great time talking about She's the Man, which is based on Twelfth Night. Um, And Amanda, we love you. We hope you feel better soon. Bye. Let's go ahead and clap. We're going to one, two, three. Are you ready? Jackie, you didn't count us in. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm just making, just making sure you're paying attention. All right. We don't have time for your tomfoolery, Jackie. Yeah, we really don't. Well, this podcast is nothing but tomfoolery. You're like, I have to be done in an hour. She doesn't have time for her own tomfoolery. Sounds like. Oh my god. Rachel's already starting off mad at me. Being like, oh, we gotta have it exactly ready because Jackie really needs to be done in an hour. Why did you say that? I never said I had to. You said it to me. You were like, I really want us to be done in an hour. No, read my text. That's not what it says. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It says, I'm quitting the pod if we're not done in an hour. (laughs) Wow. God, I have no memory of this. Okay, hold on. Tonight on the People's Court, <laughs> it's Rachel versus Jackie. <laughs> we have Judge Stephen and Bailiff Becca. Ooh. Oh, I wasn't supposed to reveal who's here. Oh. Uh, here we go, though. What other types of court are there? Night court. I mean, are there like... The King's are, Court. Are there like... You got the Animal Court. Is there a Moomin Court? Ooh, I oh. wish. Just the People's Court. You have like people, places, and things, so maybe there's like a thing court. Oh. Mm-hmm. A place court. A thing court. Anyway, welcome to the Fire the Cannon podcast. This is a special bonus episode, Mm -hmm. and we don't have time for your tomfoolery. So if you're multitasking while listening to this, you better put that other shit down. And don't even think about interpreting what I said as stopping this podcast. (laughs) You have to put the other thing down. Wait, 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 wait. What about... Stephen Foolery. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that because you're the only man currently recording with us? No, and... I'm saying it because my name is Stephen. Yeah. Because I'm the one who wants to be a fool. Oh, he's the fest of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fest. Don't we hate him? Or Rachel does. I hate him. Don't you? You do too, Becca. I didn't actually read the play. I hated him based off of your description, but you hated him. So I have to take that with a grain of salt. I read you what he said and I told you what he did. You specifically, we hired Becca to be the person who doesn't read the book. So if she had read the book, I would have said, you are not doing your job and yeah, you're fired. Yeah, she fired. I can't read it. I'm not allowed. <laughs> I also can't read. Let's, you're also not being paid. <laughs> Let's say something real quick. Because you, the audience, have been told that this is the Fiery the Cannon podcast and that we have Becca and Steven here, but we haven't told you who the hosts of the podcast are. And I'm one of them. My name's Rachel. Hi, I'm Jackie. I'm the other host. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to... To Fire the Cannon tonight. Yes. 
And this is the beginning of a Patreon bonus episode. So I'm just going to get this out of the way. If you're loving it, you're chuckling, ha ha ha, having a great time, (laughs) and then the episode ends early, in your opinion, it's because you're not a patron. So consider going to patreon.com slash fire the cannon and supporting us for just a few little bucks a month. You'll get access to all of our bonus content, including this. All right? All right. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get into it. Okay, I have a question. Is getting fired on Fire the Cannon kind of like getting slimed on Nickelodeon? Yes. I don't know, because is it bad or good to get slimed? It's bad, yeah. Once you lose, they slime you. Yeah, but secretly everybody wants to get slimed. Yeah. Right? As a child, I really did. God. As a kid, I would have killed to have gotten to play around on those little Nickelodeon I was really things. into slime as a kid. I made it. I had a slime-themed birthday cake oh, I thought you were going to say you had a whole slime-themed birthday party. No, just the cake. Uh, so anyway, that's that's been Slime Chat, and we're really here to talk about the movie She's the Man starring Amanda Bynes. Does anyone know the year it was released? It was like 2007 or something? Oh, God, no. I thought it was much earlier than that. I think it was earlier. Much earlier. I can look it up real fast. 2001, a gender-bending odyssey. No, it's 2006, Stephen. Why would you say that with such confidence? I said it with the confidence of making a joke. Well, it sounded the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 2006. Yeah, that checks mm-hmm. out because that would have been me in middle school, and I was definitely... I think I was in sixth grade. Rachel and Steven and I would have been about 15. Mm -hmm. That was Amanda Bynes' heyday, honestly. It was. Her highest peak. So I'll just say one sad thing about the movie first. Downer Rachel right away. Uh, I'll give you a couple, a little bit of background that I've absorbed over the years. Okay. Give us one sad thing and two happy things. Go. (laughs) Don't tell us which is which though. Okay. Amanda Bynes plays Viola slash Sebastian and Channing Tatum plays Duke Orsino. As we know... He's very famous now. This was super early in his career, and he was skinny. Amanda Bynes was much more famous, and she was the one who told them, like, you have to hire this new guy, Channing Tatum. I think he's going to be great. So she was the one who was like, this is our man. Wow. And she was right. So that's the fun fact. Just like uh, Cher with Nicolas Cage in Minstruck. It, that's what I was thinking. Exactly. Yeah. A more established actress. Did this movie rocket him to fame or something? I mean, it propelled him to stardom. If that's what you mean. So it didn't rocket him to fame, but it did propel him to stardom. <laughs> yes. Got it. Those are two very different concepts. Okay. It was definitely mm-hmm. on his path. It was definitely a movie that he was in. What are, what's the sad thing? So the sad thing is that Amanda Bynes, after seeing herself in the movie, like, as her boy self, so she has talked about having, like, body dysmorphia issues from growing up scrutinized in Hollywood. This movie, seeing herself as a boy, she said it, it, you know, it gave her like bad, bad feelings about her body and the way that she looked. And it was like part of the reason she ended up quitting acting. Oh, yeah, I heard this too. But she did a really good job. And I think also the other thing is critics did not like this movie at all. They gave it really, really bad scores. And I remember loving it as a teen and thinking like when I hadn't seen it in a while, I saw the scores and I was like, maybe it's not good because some, you know, some teen movies really do not hold up. But I went back and watched it and it did hold up. So it's one of those things like the Princess Diaries where it's like a movie for teen girls. It's good. It does what it's trying to do. And critics just like savage it. Because they hate teen girls. They do. So I think if she'd gotten some more respect for her performance, which she deserves, she did a really good comedic performance in this movie. (laughs) She might not have had such a bad reaction. But anyway... 
it was really well acted by all of them, right, Becca and Steven? Yeah, I I think that this was just a masterpiece of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean that non-sarcastically. I disagree. <laughs> it was actually hard for me to watch at first. <laughs> like, I understand it's just a silly teen movie, but I mean, it did its job. Steven literally, he had never seen the movie before until, what, like two years ago, Steven? Yeah. And I was like, hey, you should watch this with me. And he watched it. And afterwards, he said, this is my new favorite movie. And I was like, really? And he said, yeah, I'm not joking. I love this movie. And he has since watched it like by himself a couple more times. Wow. The first time I watched it when David Cross showed up, I was just so uh, struck. He's, you know, his typical awkward self. And Is he the guy who's Tobias? Yeah. Yes. He's the principal. Yeah. Very similar, very similar energy in this character to mm-hmm. Tobias Fumke. Okay. Yeah, that was deeply disturbing, and I didn't like any of it. I'm surprised, actually, Rachel, that you didn't open the episode saying, Welcome, 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 welcome. I should have. I'm going to paste that in the beginning. There we go. I wanted actually someone to say, Hey, bros, brothers, brethren. What I also wanted to say was to all of you, it was to ask you if you play the beautiful game. <laughs> I I used to play the beautiful game actually. So did I. Not anymore. <laughs> Let's back up a little bit. The setting is contemporary for when the movie came out. Illyria is a high school. Cornwall is a high school. Viola goes to Cornwall initially. She has a twin brother who runs away to London to perform with his band for two weeks right when he's about to transfer to Illyria High. Which is a, like a boarding high school, we should mention. Yeah, and they're rivals, big-time rivals. So she plays soccer at Cornwall. She's dating a boy on the Cornwall soccer team, and she's really good at soccer, but they cut the girls' team due to funding. She also says she wants to go to UNC Chapel Hill. She did. I mentioned that very first Wait, thing. I didn't remember that. She, she wants did. to wear that Carolina blue. Carolina blue. That's what she says. She wants to be the Mia Ham. Yeah. Um, it wasn't due to funding. They said it was because not enough girls signed up, and they were like, well, you can't do this. And it's like... Well, you can because you don't have enough for a team. So unless you want to be like a two-woman soccer team. Wow. Didn't think I'd walk into you defending the patriarchy today. (laughs) But here's the thing. When you see the team, there are enough of them. Yeah. So she's like, she says to the boys coach, hey, can you put us on the team? The coach is like, girls on a boys team. Ha ha ha. She turns to her boyfriend, who's the boys team captain. And she's like, you said I was just as good as a boy. And he's like, come on, babe. Women are not as good as men. They're not as strong and fast and blah, blah, blah. In fact, he told her just prior to this, you're better than half the guys on my team. Yeah. But so she breaks up with him. She's like, we're over. As she should. And it was pretty cool. Yeah. He says, end of conversation. Girls aren't as good as boys. And she says, end of relationship. And then she chucks a soccer ball at his head, which she was holding that soccer ball. And I was thinking, throw it at his head. Throw it at his head. Throw it at his head. And then she did. And I was like, fuck yeah, she threw it at his head. (laughs) So anyway, she gets this idea, which is my brother's leaving. Cornwall and Illyria have a big game. I'm going to disguise myself as a boy, go to our rival high school as my brother, get on the team and play on their team and defeat my school to prove to them that I'm the man, I guess, and that girls are as good as boys. That's the setup, and that's how it's different. So it's about soccer, and it's about rival high schools. So can we talk – I know you said you wanted to talk about, like, its goodness or badness as an adaptation, but I took a lot of notes like you told me to. I felt like I was doing homework, actually. Um, I don't 
Did I say a lot of notes or did I say take notes? You said take notes, but I okay. got a lot of notes. <laughs> um, so when, when was the last time you guys each saw it? Because I watched it last night. I used our Fire the Cannon at uh, firethecannonpod at gmail.com email address <laughs> to sign up for Paramount Plus. Oh, no. And I quit it that very night. Okay. <laughs> Rachel got worried. We, uh, <laughs> we don't have the money for that. We, Stephen and I. Oh, I just I, used the email address. Okay. <laughs> Stephen and I watched it earlier this week, and Becca, when did you see it? A week and a half ago? Two weeks ago? So I think I saw the second half of it a week and a half ago, and I saw the first half of it maybe a month ago. I'm sorry. No. What? Maybe three weeks ago. Becca's never seen it. So what I'm going to do <laughs> yes, is just kind of, we can go through it. I just wanted to say, like, the very first scene, you know, where the coach is saying, oh, not enough girls signed up. I legitimately thought that the man playing the coach was blind because he was so not making girls? eye contact oh. <laughs> with anyone. He was literally just, like, staring into space with this, like, thousand-yard Nam stare. And I was like, is he... Why is he doing this? I think it was just disrespect. Yeah, but then, yeah, because then the boys came in and he started looking at them. Yeah. So he's just sexist. I'm sorry. To anybody who's like visually impaired, you're not sexist. And I understand that. Just this one man was. And I don't know if he was blind or not. He was not blind, Jackie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was blind. No, he was not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody in this movie was blind because Amanda Vines didn't look anything like a boy. She still had makeup on the entire time. She had a wonderful highlighter on her cheekbone. Boy makeup. Hello. The highlighter was really distracting for me. I, I think actually after hearing about the play, I think mm -hmm. it makes even more sense how dumb everyone was about yeah, thinking 100%. that Amanda Bynes was a man. Yeah. It's like it was Shakespeare. He's ridiculous. People literally yeah. saw her actual brother after knowing her and didn't think anything was up. And I was yeah, like, didn't understand, even though they're like way different yeah. heights, <laughs> like sizes. But I'm like, that's how it would have been in the play. Exactly. And I'm like, so I thought that was good. I yeah. was like, now it all. Like, but Viola in the play wouldn't have been wearing makeup. Like, yes, she would. They definitely would have. Um, yes, in the play. Hey, they wore makeup. You see, there's this thing called comedy. Yeah, Jackie. Uh-huh. I'm not sure how that relates, but... <laughs> because it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was funny. I want to watch White Chicks with Jackie. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. <laughs> she... Okay. I think if you watch it, Amanda Bynes has... She naturally has a round face, at least in the movie. Like, she's very skinny, but her face is very round. For sure. And her brother, they did a good job finding a boy who kind of looks like her like yeah they did it's plausible yeah. they compared the pictures of them in the in the beginning and i was like hmm, yeah pretty close honestly you know they did a good job finding a, a male actor who kind of looked like amanda Bynes could sort of look like yeah. him so she has like one of her friends change her into a boy and she at first i thought she had cut her actual hair into that like bieber before bieber <laughs> haircut bibbity bobbity boo yeah <laughs> no but it was just a wig and she has these stick on eyebrows and also stick on um sideburns mm -hmm. which led to honestly what, what i thought was one like basically the funniest part of the movie which was she goes on a carnival ride <laughs> mm -hmm. and is like frantically changing for from Viola back into Sebastian or something. And one of her sideburns gets stuck on the cheek of a little girl that's sitting <laughs> next to her. That's it. I just thought, yeah, that was so good. Favorite movie. Favorite moment of the movie. <laughs> well, Jackie, you can't take it back. Because <laughs> of the sideburn thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so gross. So it was like in the middle of her cheek and she was like, take that back. So here she comes. She's going to school and this is what ensues. All right. 